0: Coming to you live from the end of the blue line today, it is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And not with me today is Hot Tick Tommy, who is on vacation. On today's episode, I am joined by Tyler Osik, catching prospect for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, We talk about his minor league development, his transition into pro ball, Uh, An experience that he got to have this offseason With Mets pitcher Marcus Stroman uh, As well as his pedigree of baseball All of this today is brought to you by DBC Brand Hey all you cool cats and kittens It's your man Steve-O A.K.A. Drunk Shy Sox fan On Twitter, you know where to find me Hope you all are having a great day. As mentioned in the intro, we've got a great interview lined up for you today with Tyler Osick. But some announcements to make. Sadly, Hot Take Tommy, my partner in crime, the man with the hair, the man with the beautiful voice, not going to be with me today. He is on vacation. Mark Malnati decided to let him Off For a few days I guess So you know we all need a little time off And we all need a little bit of time away from pizza I guess so hope Tommy's Enjoying his time off with the wifey He will be joining me next week To discuss some 2020 prospects And projections for The White Sox as well as for the MLB in general Before we hop into This interview just a couple more Announcements that I need to make Uh, First I want to give a shout out To Tyler Ozek for joining me for the interview. But another shout out goes to the one and only who was mentioned in this podcast due to a bullpen session that Tyler got to do with him is the man Marcus Stroman himself. And the reason why I wanted to give Stro a little bit of love is first and foremost, I, I appreciate him as a player. I think what he does for the game of baseball, for Major League Baseball's brand, Uh, what he does in regard to his activism and speaking out on issues that he feels are important. Uh, Stroman's just a great player in general, too. Uh, He's an all-star pitcher with the New York Mets. Um, But I also want to shout him out, too, because as he was mentioned in this podcast, uh, he also gave uh, us a little bit of a retweet uh, with the video that I teased for this upcoming episode. So, Thank you so much to Marcus Stroman for doing that. Uh, I'm hoping he's tuning in to hear this. Thank you, but nonetheless, had to give him a little bit of love. And thanks for uh, pissing off all the boomers in the process too. That you know, hate that you don't, you know, put your head down and go to work. You know, we love the swag that you bring out to the field, Marcus. So keep doing what you're doing. Um, in addition to that, uh, as the 2020 season is ramping up. Tommy and I also have a collaboration planned uh, sometime within the next couple of weeks with the Sockside Hitmen podcast. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, you can follow them on Twitter, at Uh That is the podcast of Carrie and Jake. Uh, and Carrie, you may know on Twitter already as at that baseball fan. And if you don't follow him, make sure you do so. Uh, we had him on the Sons of Honarchy podcast, uh, I would say, probably about a month and a half ago, two months ago. And uh, his co-host is Jake, who you can follow on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy7. A little shout-out to Tim Anderson, kind of uh, our south-side version of uh, Marcus Stroman, too, in regard to the way the guys play the game. So all that being said... Uh, let's hop right into this interview with Tyler Osic with Tyler Osik, um, and I am pronouncing that correct. That is right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. You know, um, our guy, Dan Victor, uh, quick shout out to him because he is a, a big reason for the reason why this interview is happening. Uh, But he, you know, he pronounced it as Osic, and I wanted to make sure that that was correct as well.
1: Yep, yep,
0: good deal. So, Tyler, how you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm good. Uh, How are you doing? Oh, and I just want, yeah, Dan's the man. He always supports me. You know, I really appreciate. uh, I appreciate. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah, Dan, is, Dan has been a, a day one supporter of us uh, at the Sons of Honarchy podcast. So we're, uh, we're definitely glad to have him around. And we call him our, uh, our minor league insider. So <laughs> That's awesome. So, Tyler, how, uh, how was your workout today? Because I, I know you said that your mornings are usually your workout time. So how, how have workouts been going for you?
1: Yeah, they've been going well. I, uh, I've been training up here back home on Long Island right now. I've been here for about a month and I've been trained at this place called infinity sports performance. It's in, it's about 20 minutes from my house. And, uh, it's just me, a few other guys there in the minor leagues and, uh, and a few guys that have just played in professional baseball around here. So it's cool.
0: Good stuff. So you're originally from Long Island.
1: Yeah. Originally from Long Island. My parents were both uh, born and raised here. And then I actually went to the same high school that they did. So it's pretty cool. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. So they're a little bit of a legacy. Did, did you ever yeah. have, um, because, uh, and I'm actually going to get into this, because we know that you kind of followed in your father's footsteps when it comes to baseball. Um, Did you have like, kind of that ever that feeling of like, I've got big shoes to fill, uh, you know, considering Uh, you went to the same high school? uh,
1: No, I never ever did. Um, It was funny, though, because he has his jersey retired there. So every day I would see my dad's jersey, but I never felt that way. Like my dad and my parents never put pressure on me that I have to like live up to like, There uh live up to what he did or so i just did i just do it because i love it you know and he supports me and he's helped me a lot along the way so i appreciate it
0: that's awesome so yeah leading into that walk us through your baseball journey a little bit You, you know your connection to the game and how you grew to love it
1: uh i just grew to love it probably the first time i got to go uh shag fly balls in a major league outfield or like take ground balls or hit in the cage with some of the guys like it was so cool and I just loved seeing it and it inspired me to want to do it myself you know and I just and I'm lucky my dad was was really cool and and enjoyed bringing me around and and always was trying to like help me and let me take batting practice and stuff like that you know he he was really hands-on with me from an early age and and I appreciate him doing that
0: absolutely absolutely definitely sounds like that you know, not just, you know, a role model figure, but also a mentor figure, which is, you know, really, really important, I think, is, as somebody who grew Definitely. up playing baseball. Um, now, how did you, how were you able to keep baseball fresh and continue to love it, even though you were, you know, constantly surrounded by it?
1: Yeah, and it's funny because my dad coaches college baseball. I coaches a school up here uh, called Farmingdale State College, and he has a baseball facility that he works at and gives hitting lessons and coaches teams there too. So it was like, I was always kind of around it and I, and I always loved it. And there was a two year, maybe like a two year span where I, I was just being a kid and got interested in other things. And I, I, I didn't do it as much, but then I fell back in love with it and, and started going really hard again, probably like my junior senior year of high school. And, it took me some time to get back to like a really good level where I wanted to be at. But now I I figured out like a good, good, steady, like work routine that, that keeps me, keeps me at a good place, you know?
0: For sure. For sure. What do you like to do in your spare time outside of baseball? Um, I
1: love music. I love listening to music. It stinks. I I was saying how I wanted to start going to uh, some concerts. Like I want to see Morgan Wallen live and, and Luke Combs live and and some other artists and stuff and this the pandemic obviously ruined all that so right. can't see them so and then uh I like going to the beach I love going to the beach so
0: awesome good stuff mm-hmm. right there so yeah. from what you're telling me artist wise you're a country music guy
1: I like all types of music I'm a country guy and then yes. sometimes I like rap too like I love Lil Baby and uh <laughs> and Migos and stuff like that
0: Absolutely. Actually, I was just talking to a friend today about Lil Baby and the new song that he just came out with. So I'm not 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 sure if you've given that a listen, but it's good. It's good stuff.
1: Oh, it's really good. I love it.
0: So um, now, rumor has it, Dan told me this, that you were once one of the racing hot dog brat guys at Miller Park. Is Is there truth to this? And do you remember which one you were?
1: Yeah, I think I was, I think I was the pepper, but I, I, I did run in it and I lost, I lost <laughs> by a pretty good amount too, <laughs> but it was so fun. I loved going to Miller park. It was a sick place.
0: Absolutely. I grew up like five miles from the Wisconsin border in Illinois. um, So Miller park was honestly, it was easier to get to than Chicago because we were uh, middle of Illinois state. um, So yeah' been to plenty of brewers games, so maybe who knows maybe one of the games I was at you were uh you were one of those racers
1: Hey, you never know <laughs> it was like two thousand four
0: yeah that's that's right in my heyday of going to brewers games too so <laughs> um so the transition it hasn't been a long one thus far, but um your transition from college ball to playing professionally um what has been the hardest aspect of that for you? And what has been something that's also come quite easy for you?
1: Um, trying to think. But I haven't really so far had that hard of a time adjusting to professional baseball. All the staff with the White Sox, they've, they've done a great job and, and they, for my draft class, just rolling us in a nice way into the game and, and how to do things at the pro level and stuff. But I think where I played college baseball at UCF, it was a really good program, and like, and the way we, the way we did things was kind of constructed already, kind of like professional baseball. Like we had early work, we had workouts, we had defense indies, like stuff like that. So it was kind of like what we do in pro ball. So it's it's kind of it's it was it's been a good transition.
0: It's good to hear. It's good to yeah. hear. Yeah. What do you look forward to the most moving forward?
1: Just getting back on the field with my teammates and coaches, you know, I, the last year, uh, my first year playing with the White Sox in the in the minors, I, it was like one of the most fun times I've had playing baseball, we had such a great group of, of guys, like the coaches were amazing, the staff's amazing, and I just, it was a good time, you know, so I'm looking forward just to getting back out there and seeing my friends, and just competing, you know, I miss competing.
0: So. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did the, um, did the decision with minor league baseball strike you as a surprise or was it something that you kind of expected?
1: No, I kind of expected it. So I, uh, it wasn't really shocking to me. I knew probably since I'd say like early May that we probably weren't going to play. And then, and so it wasn't much of a shock.
0: Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So quick question in regard to that how do you plan to stay like on top of your game and I know you've been doing workouts and whatnot but especially without competition without you know even things such as live B- I mean you know live bp against teammates or being on the same competitive level as people um how do you plan to stay on on the top and tip top of your game
1: yeah when I was in Orlando uh working back working out back where I went to school at UCF we we were training in a small group at a high school around there with like probably there was five other arms, um, like Luke Gregerson was throwing, um, Zach Eflin would throw Rob Whalen. Um, and then a few of my college teammates that, uh, that are also really good. So I, I caught a few major leaguers for like, for like a six week span and then we were doing live at bats too. And we had a good, we had a good group of guys there just working out. So it was fun. So I was able to stay ready there. And then up here, I've, I found another group of guys too of some guys that are playing pro ball and we've been doing live at bats and doing stuff like that. So I think it's a good time. You could, you could either use this time and you could either get worse, stay the same or like take your game to another level. And I'm siding with, I'm going to try and take this time to, to take it to another level and really focus on my body and, and keep going and try and keep climbing, you know?
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. so what does a normal if you don't mind sharing what does a normal workout routine look like for you?
1: um right now I've been going to the field uh, three or four times a week with my dad to do catching stuff and and take batting practice in the mornings and then I will go train at this facility like I said before infinity sport performance and and uh, we will just do like um, some sprint work and then and then a lift every day and core work so I'm still able to get my workouts in and and then, uh, and sometimes I'll occasionally ride a bike. I love riding bikes. So that that's, that's really my day, my days right now, you know,
0: good stuff. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So it's more definitely like right now it's almost, uh, staying more in shape and being at your tip top physical condition than, you know, doing more, well, you know, live BP and all of that, even though you're doing that too.
1: Exactly. It's more of like, I'm, I'm approaching it like an off season, you know? So
0: for sure. So, what what else have you been uh doing to stay uh busy uh despite you know kind of quarantine and covid you know because i know you mentioned Uh, the beach and and whatnot but you know obviously you know stuff's been closed up so what else have you been up to
1: uh just hanging out uh around my house by the pool uh and playing some cornhole with a few of my close friends that was fun you know we had a little uh cornhole tournament this weekend for the fourth of july so that I love that, but that's really it. Just hanging out with my friends and family and just hanging out by the pool, you know?
0: For sure. So is it yeah. cornhole or is it bags? We, I was having this debate with some people the other day.
1: We call it cornhole around here, but I, I don't know. I guess you could go with bags too.
0: Okay. Okay. I yeah. just thought, especially since I grew up in, you know, the middle of nowhere, Illinois, basically, where there are lots of cornfields, and most yeah. of us call it bags. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was funny that you call it cornhole because <laughs> you know like the reason why is you know those bags are usually filled with with corn. So
1: Oh okay. Yeah, I was just going to ask you why they even call it cornhole. I have no idea.
0: That's so funny to me. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, did you play any other sports in high school? I know that you said you never felt like you had to follow in your father's footsteps, but was it just baseball for you, or were there other sports you did?
1: Um, I mean, I would play, like, sports outside with my friends, like, probably from, like, September to, like, January, like, basketball and football every day outside, but I never played them, like, like seriously at the high school level or, like, on a school team, you know? I just played baseball and focused on baseball, even in the off seasons.
0: For sure. Was yeah. was that was that tough for you at all to just focus on one sport?
1: No, I guess just because of, like, my upbringing and, like, that's all my dad did. So then that's all I really did, too. So it's just, like, I don't know. I just – and I love baseball, too. It's, like, one of my favorite things in the world. So, um, So I, I loved it. I didn't mind just doing that.
0: Right. That's good. Yeah, I know yeah. there are a lot of, you know, great athletes I went to high school and college with who – you always had a hard time, you know, not taking like intramurals seriously because they like loved intramurals in college. And I know like a couple of guys who got injured during intramurals. So like, I know like sometimes it's hard for serious athletes to kind of take a step back from being involved in other sports because of that competitive nature.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So I'm um, trying to think here oh this is one thing I did want to ask you about because this is this was big news for you um that bullpen session that you got to do with Marcus Stroman or that workout Mm. session um yeah talk talk to me about that what was that experience like for you
1: oh it was really cool uh I caught him I caught him a couple times that week while he was here before he headed to uh to practice with the Mets or whatever and and he he's a great guy i i loved getting to catch him and and get to know him a little more and he's he's i love watch i love the way he worked you know he was so focused with his work and he when i caught his bullpen it was it was really amazing cuz i mean i've caught a lot of uh a lot of good arms in the past year since i started catching and he was just so, he was so precise and he was he hit pretty much essentially every spot like in the in the 40 pitch bullpen that we that we did the first time he probably missed two spots and then everything else was right on my glove or even in a better spot so it was impressive to see I was like all right now you can see why he's been an all-star and and a high-level pitcher in the major leagues for a long time you know
0: right so that location aspect is what really you know set him apart in regard to kind of other guys that you've caught in the past
1: exactly and how many pitches that he could throw for a strike and just his athleticism and and his body control, he's, he's like more like a, like, a, like a middle infielder that could pitch, you know, like with how athletic he is. For sure. Yeah.
0: That's really neat, you know, because yeah. I, I think that's kind of an experience, especially for, you know, guys who are, you know, still young in the system or, or young in minor league baseball to have that opportunity. So it sounds like you're very, very well connected, Tyler, in, in regards <laughs> to um, opportunities that you've had.
1: Oh yeah for sure.
0: in regard to guys in the White Sox system that you've been able to watch and been able to see um, who has really stood out to you as somebody that's like, "Wow, that guy is super talented, like a guy that like you're just like this guy it is as good as people think he is, or even better than that
1: um well, when I first started in the Arizona League, I thought for the younger guys, I thought. Uh, Jose Rodriguez and DJ Gladney, they were both very talented. When you see them, when you see them on the field, they're just different. You know, they got they got a lot of athleticism, raw tools, and it's cool. To, it was cool to see them play because they're pretty electric to watch. And and um and then in Canapolis, I loved watching uh, Alex Decino and Ian Dawkins and um, Lenny and Sosa, Romy Gonzalez all of them were just great players, super polished. And I loved, uh, playing with them. Uh, I thought Sam long, uh, pitching was very good. He, he's, uh, he's got some really good stuff and he can, he can locate as well. And he's a great teammate, you know, and, um, and then seeing at spring training, when I got to see, uh, Michael Kopech and Dylan cease, throw some bullpens, they were, uh, they're very good. And those were two of the best arms I've ever seen in person. Uh, they got great stuff and super it's like super electric. You could tell those guys are different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so it was cool to watch that. I'd probably say all those guys.
0: Absolutely. What yeah. what can you what are the biggest things that you've learned from guys who have been in the system for a longer period of time?
1: Um just to have a routine, you know, and and not cuz there's cuz I've never played a full season yet and and I like to work and stuff and and hit a lot in the cage but you got to realize too that when you're doing it for 140 games uh you got to have a routine that's more um controlled and and is manageable to do every single day for 140 or 160 games in a row opposed to like a short 50 50 60 game season like college and then my first half season you know so just just getting more of a routine and uh and a lot of a lot of my teammates that that have already because when I got to Canapolis, a lot of them have already been in the system for a while and, and them and my coaches were both trying to give me good advice on on stuff like that, you know
0: for sure yeah, no, yeah. it's really important it's a It's a marathon, not a sprint, you know
1: exactly yeah
0: um, I think and we, in, um, in
1: college, it's different, you know college is every game is like the World Series, so you try and prepare for every weekend, like it's your last and. And I still kind of do that, even at the pro level, just trying to prepare every day, like it's it's my last time. Just and that's where I found success. But uh, I definitely got to be able to manage it and keep it at a at a good, controllable level.
0: For sure. Yeah. What um what keeps you going when you're going through uh, rough patches?
1: Hmm. Just that you could get hot at any time. You know, like there's there's times you'll go through a twenty episode fast stretch where you feel like you couldn't get a hit off of batting practice, but then there might be a time where you have a 20 at bat stretch where you feel like whatever you hit's falling, you know, and just trying to stay. Uh, what, what's really helped me is when I got to, uh, when I got to UCF, we, we really focused a lot on the uh, mental aspect of baseball and just splitting. I personally split my season up into like pitches. Each, uh, my season is this pitch. You feel me? I don't care about what I did last pitch or what's going to happen in the future. I'm just trying to win the present pitch. And that's what's kind of helped me um, when I'm not doing well. I'm like, all right, I'm winning this pitch. And then hopefully it'll start something. And then that's what it is, you know? So you just got to stay in the present moment for
0: me. For sure. I love that you talk about the mental aspect of baseball because, you know, I think a lot of times people who are on the outsides of baseball, those who podcast, those who write, those who uh, are just fans in general, um, we're definitely caught up in an age where we we definitely get caught up in analytics and looking at uh, statistics and and every bit of information that we can get our hands on. But there are things that can't be measured, in, in, you know, with the mental aspect of baseball. So how do you, how do you balance that? How do you look at you know analytics or or even like um, I don't know like things such as like you know, having a better launch angle as a hitter uh, compared to like uh, actually just going in there and and doing your thing?
1: Yeah, I don't really actually like look at the analytics or honestly, I don't really even like diving too deep into scouting reports. Uh, I like to know what the guy has and what his two main pitches are. And and that's kind of how I do. And I'm just going to focus on winning this pitch and being present and I don't, and I know that if I do that for a course of a whole season, and when I look up, my numbers will be there. Whether it's my my actual statistics, like on the baseball field, or the analytical numbers with my launch angle and exit velocity, and I think that just the the things that I try and do with my swing daily, if I continue to do them, then at the end of the year, it'll be there. You know, for sure. with how I try and get my swing going. So
0: no, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Trying not to overthink it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I i don't like overthinking it. I, I like just competing and, and competing my hardest.
0: For sure. Um, in your time in the White Sox system, who has been someone that you've grown close to as a friend, as someone that you know has kind of been a go-to person for you? Um, if you have somebody.
1: Uh, I'm close with a lot of guys, you know. Uh, I, I'm really close with uh, Declan Cronin, Cooper Bradford, uh destino um d j gladney uh i'm close with all of them we've be I, I i honestly love all my teammates so it's i i i've had a blast being with them
0: you know for sure most definitely yeah. baseball is is it's definitely one of those sports where you know bonding you know it's especially when you're in a long haul season it's it's yeah. something that's super important um mm-hmm. any fun stories um from either spring training or um from your time in Kanapolis, that that you've that you'd like to share
1: uh I just thought the the last game at Kanapolis was uh really cool you know uh oh wait and I, I love Taylor Varnell by the way <laughs> my mind's racing but um yeah but uh probably the last game at Kanapolis. there was a lot of fans there it was uh it was really cool the way, like, you could tell that they really cared about, um, like, the Canapolis Intimidators, and, like, just, they love minor league baseball, and it was really cool, because a lot of people came out to the game, and, and it was just a good game. We winded up, I think we won that game as well, too, so it was cool.
0: Most definitely. Now, have you yeah. gotten to see the new ballpark?
1: Uh, I haven't got to see it in person, but I've seen pictures and, and videos, uh, and, it, and it looks so sick, you know? I can't yeah. wait to play there. So.
0: For sure. Yeah, when I was down in the Carolinas a couple of weeks ago, I I got to they actually had it open. So Really? Um, yeah, which was really unique. So they yeah, they had the, the concourse open, the seats weren't open, but the concourse was open and uh people you know, were able to walk around almost like it was like a like a park, like a public park. So That
1: that's sick. Yeah, cuz I I was from the pictures I've seen it definitely looks like one of the nicest parks in that league, you know, because uh, I've played in, a, in a, a few of those places and definitely looks like one of the nicest, you
0: know? Most definitely. Most definitely. It's top-notch, it, especially, you know, thinking about the league that it's in and uh, the level of baseball. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. So I think, you know, wh- whether you're, you know, when we get baseball back, whether you're there, whether you're somewhere else, uh, I highly recommend taking, taking a look because it's, uh, oh, it's a whole yeah. ballpark so
1: most definitely
0: all right well well hey thank you so much um seriously for taking this time to have this quick interview i know you know it's nothing nothing extravagant and i'm not asking too many pressing questions um (laughs) i hope not at least
1: oh not at all i i appreciate you having me man thank you
0: and make sure you all tune in next week to hear our shortened season 2020 predictions. Have a good week, everybody. Rebuild a bust in Han we trust.